0: Hey everyone, welcome to Networks Looks At. This recording is an offering of Networks for Training and Development's Online University. Hello everyone, this is Rosa McAllister from Networks for Training and Development and with me is my buddy, Tracy LaPresiosa. And we're here for yet another installment of Taste of Wellness webinars and videos and podcasts and we just keep thinking of more exciting and interesting things that we think might be of interest to you too. So we welcome you for joining with us. And if you haven't, please check out all our other recordings, again, podcasts, webinars, videos, etc. So we're here today. It's kind of the final one of this most recent five-part series. And today we're going to be talking about sound, what we hear. We've been talking about lots of our other senses and other things that are part of our daily life and how it affects our wellness or Um, For the good or for the not so good. And today we're going to talk about sound. We um, this I should mention that these podcasts are transcribed. So there's a transcription available in case hearing and sound is not one of your strong points, so to speak. For many of us, that's the case. Um, And sometimes it's age related. Sometimes it's illness related. Sometimes it's activity related. And we're going to talk a lot more about that about how well we hear, how well we maybe don't hear, and the different ways that sound and hearing affects other parts of our wellness and our well-being. So Tracy, you want to get us started a little bit more and tell us a little bit more about you and your interest in this area. Yeah. um, I'm going to I think I'd like to
1: start out with talking a little bit about how sometimes sound can be a source of stress for us typically like if you are in traffic and you're hearing all that traffic noise and it's starting to stress you out or you are working in an office and there's all that noise around you and you can't really you can't really shut it out and um it just kind of you don't really think about it it's not like real loud or noisy but it just kind of there just kind of starts to grate on you over time and it can actually cause some stress responses in your body and as i was just kind of reading through some stuff and preparing for today i came across a little quote where somebody said you know you don't have ear lids. And it's like, yeah, you don't have ear lids. You know, if you're overly visually stimulated with something, you can close your eyes and shut it out for a little while, but it's really hard to close out your ears. And, you know, you can stick your fingers in your ears, you can put your headphones on or whatever, but a lot of times there's still sound getting through. So sound can be a source of stress for us and it can make it difficult for us to concentrate and do things. Uh, personally myself, I like quiet. I need absolute quiet if I'm gonna write something, if I'm reading. I need it absolutely quiet
0: in order to do that. So that's I, you know, I just thought I'd just start I with agree. this. Part. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And I agree completely. I have a kind of new roommate situation, housemate situation, and we're learning how to work and live together compatibly, and I work from home. And so just doing a recording like this was trying to say, okay, a reminder, I'm going to be live, I'm going to be recording, because I, like you, I need quiet in order to focus. When I'm really working on something, I oftentimes can't even have music on in the background. I can't have the TV going, I have to, especially if it's something I found that either I really have to think about and focus on or has emotion to it that I'm working on, I need absolute quiet. I will shut windows, doors, all that kind of stuff. Um, Heaven forbid when the landscapers come by with their loud machines, I just go into, I can sometimes go into a frenzy, frankly, because the noise It doesn't just distract me, it does exactly what you're talking about. It stresses me and it doesn't allow me to do whatever else I was trying to do. Now, the only difference is I will say when I'm cleaning, I like to blare the music because (laughs) for some reason, that physical motion of like vacuuming or cleaning that I can handle. In fact, I need, um, I don't need it. I almost want that. Um and the rhythm. Maybe, maybe it's because, <laughs> and the rhythm. I'm thinking maybe it's because I'm not focusing and I don't want to focus. I'm not sure. When I fly, I have big honking noise canceling headphones that I wear to that really block out the one of these expensive, really good ones that block out a lot of the airplane noise. It also blocks out, and I hate to be rude, but some of the chatter that sometimes somebody sitting near you does because. Unless it's somebody I really know or is really interesting. When I fly, I like to just chill out. I oftentimes sleep or I read and I like to be in my own little bubble. And those noise canceling headphones really help. They're also a signal to other people that I'm chilling out, I think. And that I really can't hear them. So don't even bother talking to me kind of idea. So it's kind of interesting how that affects us in various ways.
1: Yeah. And I'm I'm thinking in this day of Zoom and doing recordings just like this one, um, I know at the beginning I ask you, do you hear the vacuum? Because I could hear the vacuum, but you couldn't. But even though I knew that you couldn't, and I could, that was still stressing me out because I could hear it, even though I know it's not coming through to everybody else. My screen wasn't getting yellow or whatever, but it's just having that in
0: the background, it kind of derails my thought processes. Absolutely. You know, so I love this ear lids. Oh my gosh. I never heard this. And I want ear lids for my ears. No, isn't oh that my cool gosh. That's so great? interesting. <laughs> You're right. We can do the fingers and all that other kind of stuff, but that doesn't, I mean, it's too obvious and it feels rude. And frankly, it also doesn't work very well. So mm-hmm. in my next go round, I want ear lids. Thank you very much. Yeah. Or maybe we need to create some.
1: Maybe. (laughs) But, you know, getting to this, again, some of the negative, I don't want to say negative, but the downsides of sounds is sometimes sounds are also tied to memories and past experiences. And it could be a very, a sound that really doesn't mean anything to anybody else, but it could be tied to a memory or something that was traumatic for you that you hear that sound and it creates that whole stress response that takes you back to that time and place. So, you know, I always try to be mindful of that with other people too, is just trying, you know, if somebody has a reaction to something and it, you know, maybe it's just, I drop a book on a floor, or I drop, you know, a utensil or something, a loud, a a loud noise can really set somebody off and it could be because it's triggering something.
0: Right. And it also can be very comforting a certain right. sound, you know, like for I, I have um someone that I work with that um the sound of a lawnmower, I think it's the sound and the smell of a lawnmower really takes her back to childhood and being with her grandmother. Um yeah. I think many of us have had that experience where we hear a song, like probably all of us, and we say, oh my gosh, that reminds me of and it takes us back in time. And it's a very sometimes heartwarming, sometimes funny sometimes good thing. So knowing that about ourselves, whether it causes stress or whether it causes joy is a good thing to know because do we use sound then to help us? Do we purposefully block out sound like we were talking about with the headphones and the ear lids and all of that? But do we also use the sound to make us happy or to make us joyful? Um, I think we do. Like you like play a playlist or something or other like, or you'll crank up a song when you hear it with, it's a happy memory or something like that to sing along with or whatever. But do we do that purposefully? Do we, or maybe should we do that more is my point. Should we build that in more when we need a pick me up or when I'm cleaning? Should I crank up, (laughs) like, should I be more selective about what I'm playing rather than just putting it on? Yeah, we're talking about the memories. What came in my mind was like, I grew up
1: in Lancaster County and I, the sound of horses on Macadam, mm-hmm. because I had the horse and buggies going by my house. I could hear mm. that clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop. And the sound we lived, uh, the train track ran behind us and I could hear the whistle mm. blowing on the train. So I love the sound of a train whistle. And I love the sound of horses walking on hard road you know just that clippity clop Mm -hmm. clippity clop clippity clop Mm -hmm. and that going by and I remember lying in my bed trying you know waking up because I would sleep late and hearing those sounds in the morning Mm -hmm. and it was just very very comforting very Mm -hmm. very comforting
0: so yeah here's one here's one you just made me think of about the ice cream truck Ah, the sounds of summer for many of (laughs) us the sounds of summer the cicadas or uh, I grew up not too far from where you did both of us Pennsylvania girls it's not a sound that I have here now where I live in Maui we don't have cicadas which is probably a good thing because they can be pretty destructive but that buzz on a hot summer night um, the sound of the ice cream truck coming by and we would all (laughs) go running or all start begging our parents for money to go running towards the ice cream truck I mean we just both of us you can't listeners in here can't see us because this is a podcast but Tracy and I are both smiling big and wide even thinking about this (laughs) It you know all of these yeah it does you know like I never even thought of this before but I bet you we could find recordings of cicadas and ice cream trucks and And wouldn't that be fun to just and crickets just to play that every now and then to lighten us or to bring people back into those memory banks so I guess my point with this is how often do we use sound to help us? I know you and I both, we talked started talking about blocking out sound to help us focus, but how often do we use sound to really help us and really consciously and helping other people? Um, I was traveling yesterday and there was a very fun little boy who was not liking all the delays we were having <laughs> because of weather. And he was two, not quite two years old, and he was just screaming and wanting to run and not being contained and all of that kind of stuff. And I was trying to play with him and all of that. And at one point, his mama turned on some, you know, she got her phone and she turned on some very soft music. And Tracy, you were talking about this. She did. She turned on some very soft classical music and it chilled him out. Not entirely but at least for a few minutes.
1: It does help. They, you know, they say that baby Mozart, you know, trying to get babies to sleep or even toddlers, if they're really disorganized in their movement, you play that baby Mozart in the background of their play and they're able to focus on their play more. Uh, Working as a pediatric you know, early intervention therapist, I I would recommend that a lot to parents and I would mm. they would they would be a little leery and I'd like pull it up on my phone. I'm like, okay, let's let's give it a try here. And I <laughs> pull it up and I pull out the crayons and the paper and the things that we just couldn't sit for, the puzzles and all that. And all of a sudden the kids at the table and they're putting the puzzle together and the parents are like, oh wow. Wow. Mm. You know, it's like, mm. yeah, they're able to This is helping them filter out all this extra stimulation in their environment, like the 100 million toys that are all around them and, you know, other children or whatever. And it's helping them to focus on what they need to do. And it's 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 good. And like when I want to focus for to relax, Mm -hmm. I use that kind of music, something that's non lyrical something that Mm -hmm. doesn't tap into the language center of my brain. Because if it taps into the language center of my brain, it makes me think thoughts in words. And so I don't want to think thoughts in words. I want to think in images and feelings. So I use non-lyrical music, like a soft jazz. I love the Siri station watercolors. You know, I just Mm. something that's just really soft and flowing or nature Mm -hmm. sounds where you don't have words
0: because words just really pull you somewhere and you may not want to go. Well, and how about how many people use white noise to filter out, to go to sleep or other things? I mean, we have sound machines that I know a lot of people use um, to either... Um, cover up other noises, traffic noises, where like many therapists in their offices have little white noise machines so it blocks out any potential other conversations because our brains, the survey says, our brains go to that white noise and try to almost figure it out. And then it settles us, the, the, the rhythm of it, the, the continuation the, the pattern, the repetitive pattern of the white noise soothes our nervous the system most of us most of us i have to say of course some of us are we go the other direction and it, it just sits like nails on a chalkboard which is yeah. another sound that really affects us <laughs> in many many ways everybody's wired differently you have to find out what works mm-hmm. for you i somebody um
1: had recommended alpha waves uh, uh-huh. and my grandson was having trouble sleeping in we I sent him the alpha waves and he got so into it like I gotta have my alpha waves gotta have my alpha waves and like from and that when I went down to visit he's like grandma you gotta sleep here with me because we've got to go to sleep with the alpha waves like, okay <laughs> and <laughs> he played them rather loudly <laughs> which I would have preferred them to be soft but mm-hmm. I did really you know when I I could I could get myself floating with the alpha waves and then Mm -hmm. just drifting off, but you know, and they played for like I don't know, hours before they like shut off because Mm -hmm. they're supposed to get your brain into a
0: certain state. Absolutely, into a deep rem state. And there's lots and lots of research on those, lots of those available. Some many are available now for free. I know I bought one years and years ago. Um, And they do, I sometimes still fall back to them. The other thing that I was going to mention, kind of on a different angle, but similar, I remember very clear there was a gentleman that we assisted through networks. We had a a project called CareerNet in Northeast Philadelphia. And we had five folks that we were assisting to kind of find their place in their neighborhoods and uh, get on with life and have some fun and know be more of a contributing member of their of their neighborhoods and just have a better bigger life this one guy in particular really really wonderful fascinating interesting man he had an extraordinary extraordinary delay in his movement and his speech and most things in life so for example if he came in to hear i might say hey joe how are you doing and he would stand there like stock still, and kind of like, you could almost hear the wheels turning in his brain. He'd be blinking, he'd be thinking. And sometimes almost three minutes later, he would say, hey, Rosa, I'm fine, how are you? And even his speech pattern had a very deliberate, like syncopation to it, rhythm to it. Unfortunately, in that three minute delay or whatever, and we did clock him a couple of times to see how long the delay was, um, we sometimes people would walk away. They'd say, oh, I guess you're not interested or I guess you're not there. Or, oh, well, so much for that, you know? And he, unfortunately, people had different opinions about him because of this delay that he had and because of the way in which, I mean, this, it wasn't just a delay in speech, it was a delay in movement too. So if he came into the room and something caught his attention, he would stop just like me saying, hey, Joe, how are you doing? So in talking with his parents and trying to get to know Joe better, we found out that he and his dad had this great mutual love of marching band music, John Philip Sousa. Now, Joe also got a job at a local, um, I think it was a Best Buys or, or Silos, one of those big appliance stores. And he was washing, he loved washing machines, which was another thing, was rhythm washers and dryers, but particularly washers, because of the rhythm and the warmth and the sound that came from them. He liked to, you know, touch them, be near them. He was fascinated by the different brands, all that stuff. Anyway, he had a job in this appliance store of wiping down the machines to make sure they were always clean, but he would get stuck if a machine wasn't working or started or stopped while he was nearby or somebody said hi or whatever. So we played with John Philip Sousa and Joe and we got him a little tape deck back in the day and he would (laughs) play with headphones. He would play John Philip Sousa music and we found, you know, the... He would literally start moving and he would also speak in rhythm to the music. And he added on as I recall, fairly loud. But that became part of his adaptation or accommodation for work of listening to John Philip Sousa music. And coworkers and others really found that it changed him because he actually moved in rhythm and spoke in rhythm to It set a pattern kind of like a metronome does. It yeah. set the pattern for him to move through the world, which was, I mean, it was such a huge learning for all of us. And for him, I think it was like, oh, yeah, sure, that works.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. That made me think of the metronome. And I use the metronome uh, frequently with individuals who seem to get stuck with movement and couldn't keep a pace at a task. And I just get out the metronome and set it on the table and just get that tick, 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 get that rhythm going. And it helped people to keep the rhythm of the movement going. Um right. for some people, it really was helpful. You
0: know, it didn't have to be music. It was just the
1: metronome.
0: Exactly. And it, it sets a pace. And I bet you, for all of us, if we had that kind of um, rhythm in the background, I bet if we really paid attention, I bet for most of us, we'd find that we were moving to that rhythm as well. We're speaking along with that rhythm yeah. as well. It's interesting. So, I think our point in all of this, if it's not obvious to anyone else listening in, is that it's finding out what works for you and what doesn't. And, you know, I would also say that I have a couple of friends who have um, hearing loss. That doesn't mean they can't hear, it doesn't mean they're not sensitive to sound. Um, I have a very good friend, and you might be hearing birds in the background for me. I have minor birds that are having a conversation or something out there. So hopefully that's not annoying to you listening in. Um, but I have a friend who has a pretty significant hearing loss and yet he cannot stand the sound of a whistle or an alarm, which many people have difficulty with these sudden sounds that come along, you know, a mm-hmm. baby crying or a sure. firing or something. Exactly. And the suddenness, you can't anticipate when it's going to happen. Um, so it throws people off. But for him, it's those high-pitched sounds, which for a lot of people with hearing loss, that's, they're the first to go. But for him, that's what remains. And it is very, very so he walks around with um, noise canceling headphones on almost all the time, just because he doesn't know when that might happen. And mm-hmm. he is almost praying, as he says, that he, his hearing loss, which continues to increase, he's almost praying that it gets total so that he no longer has these, what he calls breakthrough sounds. Mm, Yeah, You know, for each of us, we're all wired a little differently, as you said. We can't make assumptions. And as we're with helping others, whether it's our baby, like the wonderful mama in the airport yesterday, or whether it's for ourselves or someone who is aging or someone who has other sensitivities, or we have a new roommate, housemate, <laughs> whatever it is, you know, it's trying to find out what works for us and then using that information, using it to our benefit. That's yeah. I think the, the key here. Yeah. And continuing to explore new sounds. is good
1: because yeah. it taps, all sound taps into different parts of your brain. Um, and if you can activate a part of your brain that you have been using for a while, yay. <laughs>
0: it's probably a good thing.
1: Maybe some new thoughts and ideas will come from there. But yeah, just you know, don't get into the old patterns. Continue to explore and you know build your sound library and um, you know do
0: what's best for you and comfortable. Absolutely. So we hope this has sparked uh, a little something for you. We hope that as we've been chattering on that maybe you're saying, oh, that reminds me of this, or I I don't understand that, or oh, that reminds me of this person, or oh, I found this to be true, or that's something similar. Make notes, um, whether it's mental notes or written notes or whatever, of what works for you and what works for those around you that you love and you care about and maybe care for, and see what you can do to play with sound, explore it like Tracy's talking about, explore the different, the nuances, of sound, the highs, the lows, the different qualities of sound, and see how maybe you can use it purposefully to benefit you and others around you. Any last pearls of wisdom, Trace? I don't think so. That was my last pearl there. Just explore and be
1: comfortable and,
0: you know. Perfect. So we hope you have a beautiful, soundful, fun day as you move ahead. And um, please feel free to explore all our other taste of wellness items and many, many other things that are available on Networks Online University, www.networksfortraining.org, and explore our online university where we have all kinds of topics and fun things, webinars, podcasts, videos, other materials, and we're always expanding that. So enjoy. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for listening. We hope the information provided was helpful. Don't forget to stop by our website and take advantage of all we have to offer.